Welcome to the Mary Gostolo Girl Ahead podcast, the weekly unique insight into luxury hospitality around the world by those who know it best. Produced by Allmont Global and brought to you by JetX. Upgrade to a class above first and enjoy the freedom of travel with JetX, a global leader in private aviation inspired by luxury beyond compare. Wherever you wish to fly, JetX can take you there in utmost safety, comfort and style at your own schedule and pace. Whether on business or leisure, the world is yours to enjoy with JetX. Hello, this week I'm talking to Alex de Saint-Barrier, who is part of the owning family of Group Barrier, the great French-based giant when it comes to beach resorts with great style and casino and fabulous restaurants. I'm talking to him here in Fouquet's, right on Champs-Élysées, the centre of Paris, France. Let's hear what Alex has to say. We are sitting here in Fouquet's, which is a brand name known around the world. The original is in Paris. You already have a Fouquet's in Marrakesh, and now you are going west, just like the old French explorers all those years ago, and you're opening Fouquet's in New York in August, 2022. Share some details, Alex. Well, it's going to be a 99-room hotel with a movie theater, with a rooftop, um, obviously with all the amenities that you can imagine, just as they are in Paris. And um, it's, a, it's been a long project. It's a management contract. And we signed it back in uh, 2015. And we're very happy that it's going to open finally seven years later. <laughs> I see what you mean. A long time away. Do you own the Fouquet's name? Yes. Okay. So, hey, all you people, all you hundreds and thousands of people in South America, in Eastern Europe, want a Phuket's hotel, you know your person to contact. Alex is the son of the uh, family and he's in charge of strategy and development. Actually, I think you're in charge of everything, aren't you? Well, uh, I guess some people think that I I look after too many different things, but I like what I do and it's, it's a passion more than it is a job. Do you know, I understand with that, people say to me, Mary, you're always working. It's a passion. We're so lucky. And that comes out in all the barrier hotels that I have ever been in. The passion of the people working there. They're enthusiastic that blonde-headed uh, concierge you have in uh, Cannes, for instance. Mind you, it does help that you're all pretty good-looking. <laughs> Alex, you're into so many things. Are you directly a group barrier into fashion, too? Where does fashion come into the whole culture of group barrier? We have a lot of uh, fashion events in our establishments. 
um, obviously doing the fashion week in Paris, um, but we're not directly involved in fashion. It's a very different job. As you are in, as you're taking the group forward and you're in charge of strategy and through your accelerator you're helping new developments have you looked at coordinating fashion into the group or not no but maybe since you give us the idea we will try <laughs> because i think lifestyle which is what you are you Group Barrier is lifestyle. When you started over 100 years ago in Deauville, the lifestyle then was the French beach and gambling and staying overnight. And then you developed over the years. And lifestyle tonight, uh, today is so much more. Lifestyle involves food and wellness Your food side is terrifically important. Share a few thoughts about the food philosophy at Group Barrier. We try to um, have a responsible behavior in terms of our F&B outlets. And uh, we try to do that by sourcing local products. For instance, at the restaurant Le Joy uh, at the Phuket's Hotel, Uh, the cuisine is entirely made with, uh, with uh, French uh, product, products, so it reduces the amount of CO2 used to produce a meal. And we try to do that in all establishments. Sometimes we try to source products that are uh, made in the region, so even more local. And um, for us, it's important to, to keep this... Um, CSR aspect in the way we conduct our business. You're so lucky being French because French products are among the best in the world, arguably the best in the world. You therefore don't have to go outside your uh, country to be able to get the best products. And you certainly here in Phuket, you not only use a la milliat, Jams, but for instance, your china is specially especially designed by Vavro, the great artist who is the top name when it comes to designing memorable twenty um, first century plates. But how does this Frenchness adapt when you are overseas? When you're in Morocco? when you're going to be in St. Bart's, when you're in St. Bart's, and when you're going to be in New York? Well, it's important to uh, remain true to yourself. So obviously, wherever we are, there is some part of French DNA, but it's also very important to adapt locally and to embrace the local culture. And um, that's why we use um, different... Um, architects or decorators uh, when we develop abroad so as to um, to have a representation of the local culture in our hotels, casinos or restaurants. Who's designing New York? Uh, it's a famous designer named Martin Brudnitsky. Oh my goodness! Huh. Well, you're going outside France there. You've gone north to Sweden. But how, how were you lucky enough to get Brunitsky? Because he is now so popular 
but you probably signed him back in twenty fifteen, didn't you? It's actually the the owner of uh, the hotel, George Caspi, who uh, who found him, and we're very happy with. Uh, the, how it turned out. You must be, because he's become even more famous now. Yeah. What is the food going to be in New York? There's going to be a Fouquet's Brasserie, uh, with, as I said, part of French DNA, but also it's going to adapt locally, and there's also going to be another outlet, uh, another outlet that is going to be more uh, um, f- fusion cuisine. Now, what makes a French brasserie? Because many people try to do brasserie, but how do you define a French brasserie? Well, um, it's obviously obviously the food. Uh, it's obviously the ambience, the decor. Um, so we, when we go abroad, it's important to remember all those this brasserie DNA, but also, as I said, adapt locally. So right now we are working on a, a Fouquet's Brasserie in Dubai and with the designer, we are um, working very hard to keep this um, brasserie aspect while uh, adapting to the local culture. Where is Fouquet's in Dubai going to be? It's going to be just right, just almost at the footstep of the Burj Khalifa. What a great location. You must spend a lot of your time now traveling, don't you? Yes, I actually just come back from Dubai and uh, I was also in Oman. We're looking at projects there. So it's, um, as as you said, I'm very lucky and uh, I go to those amazing places and that's not a job, that's a passion. You are so lucky being so passionate and that is probably partly because it's a family business and you're leading a business that is full of people with passion. Most of the uh, barrier people whom I've been fortunate enough to meet are French. Is that correct? Yes, and that's... uh um, I, we try also to increase our, um, I would say, our, the, our culture. In our, we try to change the way we see. Um, sorry, let me rephrase Stop, that. Stop, Yarrow, cut that. Okay. We try to have a more international culture, and uh, because until very recently we were only in. Uh, in France, so it's it's a big footstep for us to have a more international culture. Well, there are other French companies, but you are the the French family company. Casinos have been with you for over a century. You are trying, I believe, to move to think how e-gaming can move into your whole business plan. Where else do you see expansion coming? What other businesses? Let's talk about your accelerator for a minute. What has your accelerator achieved so far and what do you hope it will bring into the company? 
the idea behind the accelerator is to help startup that can help us uh, increase the satisfaction of our clients, of our customers, as well as our uh, employees. And um, one of the uh, success we had is um, incubating a startup that developed tools uh, to allow guests to pay directly with the smartphone from their tables. Um, so it increased the rotation between tables because it allows to save time. Now, you have your own loyalty program for people who are gaming. You have your own loyalty program for your hotel guest. Do you have any network for your employees, whether or not they're working in Deauville, whether they're working in uh, Marrakesh? Do you have a network for them? Do you have a club for them? We, we don't have a club for them. Um, what we have set up recently is a unique offer for our employees to access by hotels at discounted prices. Uh, so we've done that recently, but we don't have a loyalty program for employees, and but that could be a good idea. And uh, also we intend to merge our two loyalty programs so as to have one unified uh, loyalty program. It would be better for our guests. Therefore, somebody who has won a lot of money on the tables at, in Deauville, perhaps, could spend it not only on... Um, the horses in Deauville, but possibly going to stay in Cannes um, and uh, vice versa. And this networking, I'm seeing the whole rise of networking becoming very important in hospitality generally. And I'm also seeing far more interaction between various forms of life life being, let's say, the fashion side, the wellness side, the food side. Whom do you personally benchmark with, Alex? We try to take good ideas from everywhere. Um, it's hard to benchmark ourselves because um, we are, our group is very unique in the sense that you don't have a lot of companies that have um, hotels and casinos as we do. Uh, except obviously in Las Vegas but there it's a whole different size <laughs> I mean we have 33 casinos but if you look at one casino uh, in Vegas it's bigger I guess than all our <laughs> 33 so it's a whole different world I was talking to an Italian entrepreneur earlier today who says he is going to be the biggest name in the Italian hospitality business in five years. What do you want to be able to say about you, you yourself, Alex, in five years' time? Well, to go back to what I was saying earlier, it's just I want to be able to say that I've done my job well. And uh, to achieve that, I am, my goal is to, have, um, to expand the company abroad and to make it uh, even bigger as it is today. So you see, here is another person with great, great ambitions. Go for it, Alex. Well, Alex, you've really inspired 
me and I'm sure so many of the just under 27,000 followers of podcasts around the world. We all want to see you opening up in New York and taking French style across the United States and even further around the world. Thanks for your time, Alex. Next issue, I am going to be in London talking to one of the owners and the general manager of the Londoner. Well, with a name like that, of course, you know where it's going to be. So have a good time, all of you, and join me again to hear about the Londoner. You've been listening to the Mary Gostelow Girl Ahead podcast, produced by Allmont Global in partnership with Forbes Travel Guide and the ShareCare Health Security Verification Solution, and brought to you by Jetex. Wherever in the world you need to travel, Jetex offers expert solutions and guidance to make seamless global connectivity possible, even in the most challenging times. Join us next week for another exciting insight into the world of luxury travel. And don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues about the show.